You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. to episode 148 of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with my obnoxious friend, Jeff Gargas. How are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> what the heck? You're so obnoxious. <laughs> this, is so, this is so much fun now that we can see each other again, and you have to say these mean things with me looking at you. Yeah, but there's nothing I say on this podcast that I wouldn't say to your face. That's true. I'm all you, you are right now. Uh, so was that from you or did someone submit that as maybe an obnoxious? Oh yeah, I was going to use something someone submitted and then you picked on me right before we started and I was like, nope, obnoxious it is. <laughs> I love it. I'm good with that. That's cool. Yeah, That's good. I try. I'm doing good. I hope you're doing well. How's, how was your today's President's Day? It's Monday. Uh, you did not have to go into the classroom today. I know you were still very busy working, uh, oh. but uh, you know, on a oh, day off like this, you have Friday off too. A lot of teachers have Friday off too. I didn't have Friday off, but I did have today off and then tomorrow's an institute. So I had some, a really good work session today. I had like two or three projects I really need to get done. One of which I think we should talk about in this episode. I do. Uh, let's do that right now. Let's just go. Like, So what's the project that you're working on? Well, I have a number of projects I'm working on, Jeff Gargas. But because <laughs> you asked, I think you're probably most interested in the fact that we are releasing the date and location of the Teach Better Conference 2020 this Friday, February 21st. Like, can you yeah. believe that we're finally here? Yeah, it's, well, I, it's weird because, like, I don't know if everyone realized, like, we started planning 2020, like, not even 10 days after 2019. So, like, it was like, four five, days. three or four days, right? So, like, I remember in December, about mid-December, we're, like, talking about things. We're like, oh, we got to get this, something, we got to get this. And I've stopped, I think it was you, me, and Chad talking. I'm like, guys, it's not even been a month. It's been just over a month since the, the conference. Like, chill. And then we just went back to work like that again. But, yeah, it's been a lot of uh, prep coming to this point. We got some, fi- some things finalized, so now we can announce it. Uh, we are super pumped. I'm really excited. So, I think you had an awesome idea that our listeners are going to love. I'm sorry. Hold on. Before we stop. I'm sorry. I had an awesome idea. <laughs> Could you say that again just well, to make sure for people so in the back that they heard we it? T- we talked about this before to hit and record. And and then I was about to say, like, I had this idea that we should do this super big spoiler alert and let our listeners hear before anyone else. But I didn't want to take that away from you because that's not fair because it was your idea. You were like, hey, should we just, like, tell the – podcast listeners the dates before anyone else hears it Massive and i'm spoiler. like yeah, this, is, this episode is coming out on thursday the 20th so if you're listening right now you're about to hear information that the rest of the world does not get until tomorrow dun, dun, uh, dun. So this is this is our way of saying we love you teach better talk listeners and you've earned this so ray why don't you do the honors i was gonna where- say it's also just, you know, not only that we love you more, but Jeff and I have the power to do this really and nobody do. else does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they, they can't, they can't tell us anything. No we just, way. Whatever we want, yes. we just do it. So, um, do you want to give away the date first or the new location first? Okay. Oh, I don't even know. Cause I, oh, I'm going to go. You do the date and then I'll do the location. Okay, fine. I'm so anxious. The fact that we're announcing this on camera. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Podcast. All right. Teach better talk listeners. 
the official date of our fall conference, Teach Better 2020, hashtag Teach Better 20, is going to happen on, are you going to insert a drum roll or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big moment and you're just like letting it go by. I was going to go back and get your drum roll where you did that one before, but we're just going to roll the one you just did. So and, that's good. All right. Here and we go. go. October 2nd and October 3rd. It's a Friday, oh. Saturday. You got to be there. Yes. Yeah, so Friday, Saturday, October 2nd, 3rd. Really, everything really starts actually Thursday, October 1st with the networking event that night. But uh, the conference is the 2nd and 3rd. And it, we are keeping it in Akron, Ohio, which is where we were. Well, technically, this past year, we were in Cuyahoga Falls, which is right down the road. We're actually in Akron, downtown Akron. At the um, and this is a long, long title, but the National Inventors Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame STEM School, which is part of Akron Public Schools, there. And this is a really cool school because it was it, it was previously the National Inventors Hall of Fame Museum, and they turned it into a STEM school. I don't know how many years ago. Um, so it's got some really cool history to it. It's got some really cool um, uh, just areas in the school. Um, it's multiple floors. We have more rooms to work with. We have way more space to work with. Um, and they have an amazing staff there that are also going to help us do some really cool hands-on stuff and unique things for everybody. It's going to be, it's, it's a venue that's, we're still trying to keep this small and intimate because we really love that feel, but this allows us to do more and to expand at least a little bit. So we sold out in 2019. So it's going to allow us to not, hopefully not sell out. Well, we might sell out. I don't know. It'd be crazy well, if we did. I we mean, can fit a lot. We're, we're probably not going to sell out, but you never know. It might. We'll try not to sell out, but we're not making any promises. <laughs> So, but it's going to allow us to do a lot of things. Like I loved where we hosted the first conference. Shout out to Summit Summit County BSC. They were phenomenal hosts. They were amazing. It worked. It did. We we were able to do exactly what we wanted to do. Yes. But there was a reality to the fact that we didn't have enough chairs and the rooms were packed and there was standing room only. And it was so fun to have that. But now being able to open it up to a beautiful new space. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. The building. Like, guys, no kidding. Like, pause this podcast. Go Google it. It's so pretty. I'm so excited. And we're going to be there Friday and Saturday. But I felt silly saying that because when I was starting to tell people, not that I've told anyone yet, but, well, kind of. I've mentioned it. So, like, our that will be launching later. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. We have all our initial speaker lineup. When I was talking about it, I'm like, well, but you have to be there Thursday because Thursday we have a networking event. And then we'll have a networking mm-hmm. event Friday and Saturday. And it's just an entire... I described it in an email as like, it's a family event. We are just so excited to have our Teach Better family back together this fall. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's awesome. So, all right. So speaking of our Teach Better family and a conference alumnus, right? Alumnus? Alumni? How do you say that? What is is alumnus? I don't know. I'll just let you continue to embarrass yourself. You're fine. I'm not sure. Um, So our guest tonight, Alex. Uh, Valencic is, he spoke at 2019, um, he helped us kick off the uh, first ever Teach Better conference. He's been on our network for a long time, uh, been a very active mastery chat participant for, I don't know how long now. Uh, turn, turns out this was his first podcast, which was super awesome. We love being able to do that. But uh, Alex is the curriculum coordinator for 21st century teaching and learning, um, which is a really, really fancy way of saying that he's a teacher of teachers. He works with his school, uh, with the teachers in his school. Um, and he kind of, I love his explanation of sort of what he tries to do and what he does for them. So great episode. He talks a lot about just sort of um, 
the way he tries to work with his teachers and, and talking through like active learning and engaging in the students. And I really love, he talks about his homework menus, menu board, which is super cool. I love it. Um, so just a good guy, totally nailed his first podcast. Super excited for you to listen to it. Ray, any words? I just love Alex. I've gotten to see him actually just a few weeks ago. I got to see him a few months ago. I just continue to keep bumping into him and I cannot believe took this long to get him on Teach Better Talk. So you will definitely want to pay attention to his story. Powerful yeah. things. All right. With that, let's get into episode 148 with Alex Valencic. Hey, everyone. It's Ray. We are about to get right back to the episode, but I wanted to make sure you are a part of our Facebook group. The Teach Better team has a private Facebook group that has grown so much over the past few months, and we continue to do live sessions, answer questions, and have teachers share their lesson plan ideas so we can all collaborate together. Head over to Facebook and search Teach Better Team to request to join, or you can head to teachbettergroup.com and request there. Either way, we'll see you over on Facebook. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, we're here. We are chatting with Alex Valensic. And Alex, man, we were just talking about how it's crazy that, that you haven't been on the podcast yet. And then you informed us that this is your very first podcast ever, which is just super awesome. We're so glad that it's Teach Better Talk. You were out. We've been connected for a while. You're in Master Chat a long time now with us. Um, and you were out at the Teach Better Conference 2019. You presented, you hung out the whole time. So super excited to have you on the, the show now uh, and kind of diving in and hearing more about your story. Before we get too far in, man, how are you feeling right now? No, I'm doing pretty good. It's President's Day, so I got to spend the day shoveling my sidewalk all day because it snowed all day. But now we're ready to chat with you guys. Alex, I'm so excited that you're here and we've gotten to meet a few times. So I just want to make sure that Jeff feels like the third wheel before we get started. <laughs> I, I, I typically I, do. He really should because he's out there in like Ohio and we're in the cool place, which is Illinois. <laughs> obviously, obviously. It is very cool right now. Um, before we get started too far into all these questions and making fun of how Jeff is the third wheel in this podcast episode... I thought that it would be great to have our listeners kind of learn a little bit more about you. So Alex, would you mind kind of telling us how you would describe yourself and the role that you have in education? Yeah, not at all. So it's kind of funny because I usually will just introduce myself and tell people that I'm a teacher. And then of course they always ask, oh, what do you teach? And I used to try to describe my role, but I decided I'd just go and like give the full title right away every time. So I tell people I'm the curriculum coordinator for 21st century teaching and learning in the Freeport School District. And usually I say that and people's eyes kind of glaze over a little bit and like, well, what's that mean? And I tell them that my job is really I'm a teacher of teachers. So I mostly work with them to try to help them put away the worksheets and step away from the PowerPoint so that they can engage their students in active learning. And when I say that, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. We definitely need that. So that's what I do. I love it. So you help them to step away from the worksheets and step away from the, the PowerPoints and engage their students in active learning. So um, I actually want to, I'm, I'm going to do a follow up to that before we dive into to, to typical question number two. So just, I'd love to hear your, your per perspective, your thought on this. So when you say active learning, what comes to your mind? What's the first thing you're thinking of when we say active learning? I think it's the students are really actually like, they're involved in the learning process, that they are the ones who are asking the questions. They're the ones who are doing the work in the classroom. Uh, I've heard it said several times that if the teacher at the end of the day goes home exhausted, it's because they did all the work and we need to shift that. We need 
the students are the ones who are doing all the work. So really means that we need to move away from the assembly line approach of education that we did in the 19th century and jump into the innovation model that is what the 21st century is all about. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, about failure. That's one of the things that we always talk about on this podcast. I wonder if you could share with us a time, a story uh, where you've had a failure in your in your life, in your career. Kind of tell us what happened. How did you overcome that? And what did you take away from that experience? So the failure that always comes to mind for me, the biggest is the utter catastrophe that was homework with my fourth grade classroom. So when I started working as a fourth grade teacher, I just, you know, I did what everyone else did. I sent home math homework sheets every day because that's what I was supposed to do. And then they came in, I looked over them, I put check marks, I returned them. And that's just what happened. And I did that for several years until one day I had a parent call me in the morning apologizing because her son had spent three and a half hours on his homework assignment, didn't finish it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, like three and a half hours, that work's not supposed to be more than 20 minutes. And I realized that I had not communicated with parents at all the expectations of what homework was. And more importantly, I didn't really know what my expectations were. I just did it because that's what everybody else was doing. So I had to take a big step back and really reevaluate what I was doing because I realized I was wasting my students' time and their family's time with these math homework sheets. And after somewhere really looking into it and considering the options, I came up with a homework menu to give students that instead of me giving them the assignment, I gave them a list of options and said, look, I need you to read every night because that's a critical skill for anything you're going to do in your life. After that, you got to do something that's involving learning. So if that can be your sports practice, that can be piano lessons, can be going for a walk with your family around the neighborhood, helping to make dinner. I don't really care what you're doing. I'm not grading it. I'm not following up on you. I want you to do it because it's worthwhile for you. And that totally shifted what was going on in the classroom. Students would come in in the morning excited to tell me what they had done. Some kids still wanted to do math homework sheets because they liked doing that practice. But I found that I went from students spending three and a half hours on a worksheet that they really didn't need to students actually doing learning at home that made a difference for them. I love that. I love that too, and I know I know you shared that at the at the conference. I didn't get to see it, and but I heard great things about the session and that, and and now I totally understand why that's such a cool concept. So so now you did that in your classroom. Is that something now? Are you you're implementing that with the teachers that you work with now on a daily basis? Uh, with some of the teachers, it's I'm giving it to them as something from do voluntary, and I have a few mm -hmm. teachers who are taking and trying out with their students. There were some last year; it was the first year they tried it, and they kind of did it the fourth quarter and this year they're trying to get started with it again. But yeah, we're just trying to see if the teachers can do it to see what kind of difference they'll make for them because they were sharing the same thing. They're like, why am I sending this homework? It's not making a difference. I said, well, let's try this instead. But think about what that actually communicates to the student. Like the, the avenue of assigning homework is something that so many teachers are used to because that's how they grew up. But to be able to actually ensure that, you know, they're just learning that communication, uh, that that is what's valuable is going to be so important as those students continue to progress and, you know, become leaders in their communities. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of those great examples is students were actually inviting me to be a part of what they're doing. I had one girl who she was super introverted, rarely spoke in class. And I found it. She did classical ballet, invited me to one of her performances. I thought she had a lead role in a ballet. 
never would have known that if I just kept doing the traditional homework day after day. Mm. I love that. And I love, I love also <clears throat> at the, the point of you, you know, working with your teachers, not forcing it upon them, but also allowing them to have it as a choice um, and continuing that way because, because you're practicing what you preach of, of allowing it to them to figure out what works for them, just like the students are figuring out what works for them. So we really love that practice continuing as you, change roles very very cool so uh let's flip it around now let's talk about a successful moment you've had and this can be something big or something small but tell us what happened why was it a success for you and what did you take away from that experience so the one that i really love sharing because it's another one where i like to take in share with other people is i did an after school tabletop gaming club with the students in my elementary school and it was real simple i was able to get a grant through donors choose and got a whole bunch of different board games and let students come in once a week to play board games after school. And there was no grades, no assignments. The only rule is that they had to read the directions. They had to play a game to its end and they couldn't get in arguments and fights over it. And it was just, it was amazing to see students who would come in. I had a set of siblings in the building, a uh, fifth grade, fourth grade and third grader who their mom said they were always squabbling and fighting with each other until they started coming to the after school tabletop gaming club. And then it completely shifted things in their home. Like they would go home and they'd ask their parents if they could get some of the games they played in my class. And they were getting along with each other. But even more than that, we started to see the skills they were learning from those board games, like collaborating and being creative and solving problems and communicating effectively. We started seeing it in the classroom. They would get stuck on a problem. And I could just say, oh, hey, remember when you guys were playing Forbidden Desert and you got stuck? What did you do to overcome it? And they're like, oh, yeah, we came up with a new route to get around. So, okay, well, how can you do that with this problem? And like, oh, I'll try a new solution. No, it was just, it was awesome because it took a hobby of mine shared with students and helped them learn how to overcome challenges they had. And it strengthened relationships I had in the classroom so much. Students who before, it seems like we were always butting heads with each other. They were asking if they could come in during lunchtime to play games with me too, because we had something that we could bond over. Yeah, isn't that so important? I think teachers forget sometimes that they really need to be their authentic selves in the classroom, that that students are not only going to be able to identify with that, but really build a stronger relationship because of it, because you're coming out and saying, hey, I really enjoy this. I'd love you to be a part of this with me. And by inviting them into your world, you're able to get a different lens to see into theirs. I think that's so powerful. Yeah, it really is. And I would have students share with me games. They'd be like, hey, I've got this game at home. Can I bring it to the game club? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, absolutely. And then they're just further emphasizing the power that that group has. You know, with everything that you've been able to do in education and, you know, I mean, clearly between coaching teachers and just being a passionate teacher yourself, I know there's, I'm sure there's been a ton of things that have inspired you, that have, you know, kind of pushed you and fueled you to kind of put yourself out there, try your hardest, find those students. What's kind of keeping you excited right now about education and its current state? Uh, what's really fueling your fire? You know, for me, it's all about the, the movement towards inquiry-driven instruction in the classroom. Uh, like, think of it, you know, it's, we are so far past the days of teachers being content providers who lecture at the front of the classroom to tell students the information the students don't know. Uh, I like to think of what Dr. Coney Wagner taught in one of his TED Talks. He says, the world no longer cares what we know. 
the world cares about what we can do with what we know. So I mean, think about it. We, we live in this world where my iPhone has more computing power than NASA was able to use to get people onto the moon. Like the technology is just so far advanced and our students can access information. They don't need us to be the ones to do that. What they need is for us to be the ones to help them ask questions, find answers to their questions so that they can really just dig into the things that get them excited about learning about the world around them. And it just, it gets me excited every single day. Like, you know, we didn't have school today. And it's actually disappointing because it's a day that I didn't get to go and see students. Because every day is an opportunity to learn great questions that students have and help them find those answers instead of me being the one to give them the questions and the answers. So I have to ask you, like, I have loved your responses. And I knew that you would be a natural on a podcast because we've met in person. I've, I've followed you forever. I just feel like you are constantly giving those those pieces of advice that I need to hear, um, honestly, like the pieces of advice that that make me reflect and think about what I'm doing as an educator. And I know that you do that for a lot of people. So, you know, with question five, we always kind of ask for advice. And I think that's going to be tricky for you because I think you have a lot of insight to share. But if you're talking to a new teacher or a veteran teacher, and you're just trying to, you know, give them one tidbit so they can improve their practice, you know, what piece of advice would you give that teacher? Yeah, definitely. For me, it's, it's the idea of you got to find your tribe, your squad, your team, your family, your people, whatever it is you want to call it. So the people who are going to help you become a better teacher by supporting you. And I'll give a quick example. I know you guys know who Don Epps is. He's, he's amazing and he loves supporting everybody. And he and I have been following each other on Twitter for a while now. Uh, we met in person at the Teach Better conference. And, you know, he was going around doing his live Facebook videos the whole time. And he just grabbed me. And he's like, hey, Alex, let's do a video together. And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. But the thing is, like, I hate being recorded because I'm hard of hearing. And I'm very conscious of how I sound in recordings because I don't sound the way I sound to myself. But Don was just so enthusiastic about bringing me into that, that it just it gave me the courage to do it and it's the reason why i'm doing the podcast today because before i was like no i'd never do a podcast like it's just i don't record myself so when you find your people who are just gonna hold you up and support you that's the best thing you can get and we all need people like that and i give the advice to new teachers and veteran teachers that if you don't have those people in your building or in your district reach out on twitter i know that adam welcome he says it's a lot i'm gonna say it too if you can't find anyone else, hit me up because I will be on your team. Uh, I love that so much. Shout out to Don Epps and to Adam Welcome. Um, Donnie really is just a uh, just a support system in, in one man. He just brings so much to it. Uh, and, and Adam's words are absolutely right. I will repeat them as well. Adam says it. Alex says it. I know I speak for both Ray and I. If you can't find it, let us know. We'll be your team. Um, yeah. And that's awesome, Alex. I love that. That's a great piece of advice. So uh let's have some fun now alex let's uh we're gonna do the next six questions your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less you ready to go yeah i've been practicing <laughs> oh, so ready jeff i was with him right. a few weeks ago and he was already ready for this podcast <laughs> all right all right what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without pencil and paper seriously ed tech it's not just about the shiny new things it's about creating communicating collaborating effectively and sometimes you just need to write it down with a pencil 
what is a book you're reading right now? All right, so I actually read a lot of books. Right now, I'm reading Instructional Rounds in Education, Inquiry Mindset, Hacking School Discipline, Better Learning Through Structured Teaching, The Internal Coherence Framework, Alexander Hamilton Biography, Schultz and Peanuts Biography, and Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers. So you don't read often, huh? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Alex, I, I hope you know that I, I now have to go and find links and link every one of those in the show notes. So I, <laughs> I, I, I'm just a little bit upset with you, but not not, not much because your All first right. answer was so good. I'm going to let, let that go. Now, okay, let's get back on track. Uh, number three is who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? All right, so there's uh, Dennis Dill, who is at Dennis Dill. Dr. Teresa Lance, who is at Teresa underscore Lance, and Matt Wyman, who is at Mr. Wyman. Just all great educators all over the country. All right, man. So then you did the Twitter and you gave me all the handles. So that makes linking them much easier. So you just want, I'm back. You're, you're in my good races again. It's good. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, what's a good YouTube channel or website for educators? So it's uh, Facing History and Ourselves. It's facinghistory.org. Just lots of great resources for connecting history to present day issues our students are facing. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. You've got to do something that is completely unrelated to your work. So for me, tabletop gaming. I know for you, Jeff, that's probably running, and Ray, probably, I assume, going to get some coffee, is I'm coffee in Peoria. <laughs> oh, it's like you understand me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And finally, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, so this was advice I got from my dad that is stuck with me forever. It's nobody knows what you planned. They only know what you did. So don't mm. sweat it when your plans fall apart. That's good stuff there. That's better than good stuff. That's really good stuff. I love that you gave a shout out to Zion Coffee. That's like the best. <laughs> <laughs> never actually been, but I know that you love it, right? Because you mention it like every time I talk to you. Yeah, Alex, we have to go. And I love that Jeff is noted for running and I'm noted for sitting and drinking coffee. <laughs> Either way, I think your dad had great advice. And I think that that's something we should all remember because I think that that's so powerful. I want to make sure our listeners can connect with you because like I said, and I really mean it, I've been connected with you for a long time, gotten to meet a few times in person. I get to see you in a few weeks. And I just think that you're doing great things. And I want more educators to connect with you and your message and your mission. So would you mind kind of sharing where they should go to stay in contact? Yeah. So Twitter, Instagram, Voxer, they're all the same. It's at Alex T. Valencic, just as like one word. It's my name. And if someone wants to find my blog, I'm trying to get better at blogging, updating on a regular basis. It's coordinatingthecentury.wordpress.com. Uh, I don't have a private or like a professional Facebook page. And no books published yet, but Twitter, Instagram, Voxer, best ways to get a hold of me. All right. And you know, you can find all the links and all the resources and everything we talk about in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those links for connecting with Alex and keeping this conversation going. And who knows, maybe pulling him to be part of your team. So make sure you check out all the show notes over at teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating review, we'd really, really appreciate that. Uh, let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and share this podcast with them. Alex, man, I uh, I can't believe that this was your first podcast. You are natural. Uh, so much value in this episode. Super excited for everyone to hear it. Uh, I just really appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. Mm -hmm.